0: Could I would introduce our next guest by uh, violating some copyright laws and uh, playing Dave Matthews Band? Uh, <laughs> definitely doesn't want me singing it. Uh, so, with <laughs> no further hesitation, here is my good friend Ryan Duffy uh, of U.S. Sugar, um, and we're going to talk in a second about what kind of key key role they and that organization continue to play. Ryan, how are you?
1: I'm well, how are you, Peter?
0: You know, um, we're getting by a uh, little, you know, I'm, I'm very scared for my, my fellow, you know, Floridians and countrymen um, and worried about, you know, how do we keep the uh, lights on for our merry band of journalists who have been working, you know, they had been working nonstop covering session and now, you know, like some of them were scheduled to like take the next week off, And I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, that's not going to happen. So, um, but, but at the same time, getting a lot of family time with Ella Joyce and Michelle and, and really, you know, this podcast has been kind of cool because I'm getting to connect with a lot of friends and at least have a 10 or 15 minute conversation with people that I know. And I like text message really quick, um, but actually getting to check in on them. So let me check in on you. How are you doing? How are the kids How's life uh going for you right now while you're hunkering down?
1: Well, you know, we're we're doing well. Um I, we're in un, unprecedented times. I've seen that that word in a few stories um this morning and and I think it's true because in my life I've never experienced anything like this. I know in my children's lives they haven't and, and it's been um you know pretty difficult trying to explain to them the the severity of what's going on and how you know, global this issue is. It's something that started in China and it's come all the way, you know, here to Florida. So... Did you um, say China
0: or did China. you say China?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I said China. Um But no, I, I think, you know, being a father, it's, it's given me some interesting perspective on this because like I said, I've never faced anything like this and my kids certainly have. So having to explain to them, you know, th- the only thing I can probably compare it to would be, you know, nine eleven, um, which was a, a bad day, and and weeks that followed. But this seems like it's going to go on for months. So, um, thank you for for doing this and and you know letting people talk about what's going on because I think it's important for for people to hear you know how different people are managing.
0: You know, this is this is just basically a a CB operator show from back in the day. That's what this is. <laughs> it's like it's.
1: Number five.
0: (laughs) Right. That's all it is. And that's what, you know, that's what technology you're, you're, you're improving the technology itself, but the concept uh, really isn't different. And, you know, why do people, why did we as kids, when we took, um, you know, road trips, we would listen in on the CB radio just because it was, it was just, it was interesting to hear two people talk, right? right. Or more than two people. But, and so that's what this podcast really is, is, it's just CB radio it's just like man I, I i've gotta i gotta get by over the next few weeks if not months and i gotta hear what the person i just saw at a football game or last year i saw at a campaign event and you know they've been a, in my life you know it's like i've known you ryan for 10 years you know mm-hmm. Um, we do have a shared affinity for for Dave Matthews Band, for Disney Cruises, for Cormac McCarthy. And we know that about each other. And I, quite honestly, I don't think we've ever really gone to dinner, but we do know each other because, you know, social media in a way. And so I do know right. about your family and you know about mine. And so right. I feel like this podcast is just an effort to keep, you know, some of it together for some folks. Maybe no one will listen. Maybe these, you know... Uh, But I have a feeling like I feel I have a feeling that when we get moving here, people are going to be, you know, wanting to check in. Um, They'll probably also get really tired of hearing my voice. So I'm going to have to get some sort of Um, (laughs) co-host. Is this? Hold on. So let's let me go to before we talk about your important. Well, yeah, let's let's do this. I want to introduce you to the audience for those who don't know who you are and who you work for. Tell me. Give us a thumbnail and. And and then also kind of talk about, like, you know, sugar doesn't stop growing <laughs> during coronavirus. I mean, Mother Nature doesn't know what the other part of Mother Nature is doing. And so you got to fill me in on what it's like on the exact opposite of a crowded city right now.
1: Well, um, so this morning, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security actually issued a um, a, a national advisory, and they talk about the different critical infrastructures that are are going to remain open during this pro- this crisis. And agriculture is certainly a part of that. Um, you know, I live in Clewiston, where U.S. Sugar headquartered. It's a town of about 7,500 people. Um, thankfully, we've not had any cases in Hendry County, but, uh, you know, everyone here obviously expects that to change. Um, but we are farming, and um, it's you know, unique, the business is unique because, you know, we don't, we, we do have some offices, but most of our offices, so to speak, are, are the farmlands. And, um, we've got farmers out in the fields, um, who need to continue doing their jobs. Um, you know, sugarcane is a large part of what we do, but also, um, vegetables like sweet corn. Um, you know, we grow different, we grow green beans. We have 15 different types of fresh vegetables that we grow. We also grow citrus, which, as I'm sure you've heard, you know, is a great source of vitamin D, which people are stocking up on. So we are continuing to to continue the harvest. And you know, we are the 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 step before people go to their store. So when people go to Publix and other places to buy groceries and the stores are empty, um, you know, you can be rest assured that there's a supply coming in behind it because we're still out here here working. Um so that in my opinion has been an, kind of a an interesting perspective on this whole issue you know i've i have a brother who lives in austin texas he's you know working from home in quarantine you know, my sister is from fort myers she works for a, a large tech company and they're they're working from home we're still out here working and we're you know taking all the the precautions to to stop the spread of this virus um so i don't, I don't know if that answers it but no it does in
0: a way it's just like i just want to say like and this is probably, you know, am I allowed to be the snarky and say, boy, I really don't think you guys are gonna be demonized the way you all <laughs> are occasionally. I, I it's like that's gonna be tramped down just a little tamped down just a little bit right now. Um
1: you know what I mean? Uh well, uh, you know, what I what I would say to that, Peter, is I think, you know, people have kind of different understandings of agriculture, but I think right now it's clear. That food is important, I mean, I know my family personally we We bought two weeks worth of of supply, most of which is food um, and and you know to take care of your family, you have to feed them so um, the other kind of interesting perspective we've been around since nineteen thirty one so our company has has been through a lot um, and and what i 've learned since i 've moved here over the last three years is farmers have this sense of duty where they you know they feel kind of a responsibility to be there to feed people. And we work, um, you know, in addition to our company that grows a lot of the um, crops that I mentioned, we work with a lot of independent farmers, um, about 34 of them, and they're they're feeling the same way. Like, you know, yes, they're concerned. They watch the news like everyone else, but they have to get up every day and and do their job because so many millions of Americans are counting on, on farmers um, to feed them. So it's actually pretty cool to see happening right now.
0: Well, isn't that like Wilton Simpson put out a video the other day and it was, you know, it was a reminder, um, you know, of the everyday farmers go out and continue to have to do what they're going to be doing. And, um, you know, and that's what this country is an agrarian society. I mean, there, you know, Mm -hmm. it is. um, And, and, you know, I think about, I don't know, this is kind of just a little bit of a, it's a return. And by that, I mean. I have valued the food that's been on my um, plate probably more so over the last week. And I'm not saying it tasted better, but I just like, when I, when I held, when I, I just like cut up a lime, when I held the lime, you know, I'm just like, man, is this the last lime that I'm going to get now? It, it, it isn't. Um, but, you know, you do start to think like, like I asked Michelle, I'm like, how am I, how, How many weeks of food do you think that we have if like the stores had to be closed and it was just very difficult? And, you know, I I can't believe I'm even having that conversation. Um, I, of course, blame Gwyneth Paltrow because she (laughs) cheated on her husband in Contagion. um, And if she hadn't done that, this would not be occurring. Um, (laughs) You know, when I saw that movie, like, I'm surprised that isn't being talked about more because – that's such a misogynistic viewpoint now. Like, I can just see the argument. Like, of course, it's the woman that they're blaming for the entire uh, end of the world. And I just like, I wonder if before Me Too, if that anybody thought that. about that. You know, like, oh, yeah. oh of course, you're making Eve. Um, it, it, it's a. It's. I, I looked at. It and I, I looked at it literally in the biblical sense. It's. It's Eve. You know, going to. You know. Uh, Macau gambling uh, or a Macau a casino and, and doing what she's not supposed to be doing and, and the rest of us get impacted. Um, <clears throat> I was just talking with John Lux who runs Film Florida and I'm like, when are they making Contagion 2? Um,
1: <laughs> well, I think the fact that it's like the number two movie on Netflix based on what I saw last night, there there probably is a market for that now. But I can only imagine you know what's happening now is probably worse than what even somebody in Hollywood could come up with. I mean, nobody thought it would be spreading so quickly, and that's you know causing a lot of discomfort to a lot of people.
0: Well, uh, what's interesting about that movie to me? Two things. Number one, a blogger plays a very prominent role in it, and I'm just like, <laughs> "See, I'm Jude Law, finally!" Um, <laughs> and I did. I, I, I as, as as I joke about that when we did kind of break the news about, um, it being in Florida for the first time, that is nowhere near what Jude Law was doing with his. Um, but I was just like, I I kept telling my, my team because they, we thought we had the story locked about three hours before we went live with it. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to be Jude Law here. Um, you know, we are going to get confirmation from, you know, the highest levels. And then we're, you know, and so that was one. And then, um, You know the other thing about Contagion, which is so interesting to me, is life sort of kind of goes on like throughout Mm -hmm. the movie. Like Matt Damon is still doing stuff with his daughter, just the same way that Michelle and I are doing stuff with Ella Um, now. It's like almost matter-of-factly that there's a break-in across the street in the movie, and you know people are kind of waiting in line. They they wait in lines for the MREs until they don't, Um, and it's like I feel like. That's how. To me, that seems very accurate. I think that we. I don't think it will be like the road. I think it will be more like Contagion. I think we will try to keep our our society together until we can't. It'll. There will be spasms, but I think people, by and large, they they value these the the social structure that we have. Absolutely.
1: Well, um, another, okay. another, Go ahead. another thing. Another thing I'd say is you know people get caught up in the back and forth of politics, but I feel like, you know, with few exceptions for the first time in a long time, people are paying attention to the right people in this case. I mean, they're not necessarily, I know a lot of our members of the legislature and Congress are out there messaging on this, but I, it's, it's almost scary. The conversations that I'm having where, you know, my neighbors are saying, Hey, you know, did you see that chart about flattening the curve? And, and to me that, that's good. It's good that everyone's paying attention, you know, to the right things because God knows, you know, there's often a lot of misinformation, but you know, I, I, in my part of the world, I feel like most people are taking a lot of those precautions seriously and, you know, thank God for that. I I guess we'll really see, you know, if it helps or not, hopefully it will.
0: Um, I, I'm, 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 we say that now and I did want to talk with my fellow Cormac McCarthy. Your, your son's name is Cormac, right? Isn't it?
1: He is, yeah. Our yeah. seven year old.
0: Um for those who don't know, and I'm uh I think both Cormac McCarthy is both of our favorite author. You know him better than I do, although I will say The Road is by far my favorite book and is, yeah has always been it's the best book I've ever read. Um it's better, I think, than you know James Joyce or any of the things that people I just I never read anything as 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 haunting and as so incredibly well written as that um the movie is okay I mean it's just yeah. like almost any other although it is kind of and it's never an easy conversation I do you know the the inner interaction between um who's the woman in it it's is it's uh Sheri uh, she the is she the wife or
1: she, yeah, know, she, she
0: Charlie's theron Charlie's theorem. And she leaves, and she basically is just like, I'm not gonna, you know, let. Sh-, she leaves her husband and and son, not because, uh, because she doesn't want to be. I think she basically goes and 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 commits suicide. Um, but she's not gonna be. She doesn't want to live in that kind of world. And I joke w- about it, but like Michelle and I talked about it. We're like, I'm not living in The Walking Dead like right. that I have no desire to be in a place where you don't uh, aren't able to get a haircut every couple of weeks and so um <laughs> it you know like those people are sweaty uh it's always dirty I I just I'm going down to the Vinoy, and if the zombies come you know what the zombies come and we will have our last <laughs> moments down at the place you know on St. Pete's waterfront but I am And so I I kind of respected uh, that character in that, in that, in that book. Um, Yeah.
1: One of my favorites, um, if you can, well, two books, I'd recommend all the pretty horses is another really good one. Um, It's, it talks a lot about um, a a young boy who grows up um, in Texas and ends up getting on a horse and going to Mexico and, and falling in love with a girl, but he, you know, experiences life in the process and, you know, gets into some trouble but it's a, it's a really good book and then the other one which is really hard to get through is called blood meridian yeah um, yes and it's tough it's a tough read I've had it's a tough it read. but it is it's very gory but i think they've been trying to make it into a movie and have not had much luck um james franco has actually been trying to produce it and has not gone anywhere
0: it's kind of amazing that a man that can write all the pretty horses can also write the road and blood meridian uh, Yeah. And, and, you know, and No Country for Old Men, which is my, I you know, I go back and forth between Social Network, Moneyball, and that is the best film of the 21st century. But i I probably say it's the best. Um, that's, it's just, I can watch that movie anytime uh, yeah, that movie comes on. And it is, again, so well it's, cast. Uh, oh. I tried to explain that to somebody. Um, I felt bad. My, my young hairdresser, she's like 23, 24 and just had, I mean, she is just, you know, OK, boomer. Um, and, <laughs> you know, just doesn't have any point of reference for anything, um, anything. And I'm trying to, like, I, I don't want to explain to her. Like, I don't want to like, I don't want to be that guy, like, hey, the Stones are better than the Beatles. Um, but I'm trying to, like, like tell her, I'm like, do you know who Javier Bardem is? And she's like now, and I'm like, oh, my god. Uh, I'm like, do you know who Josh Brolin is? She's like, mm, I'm like, the bad guy in Avengers two. She's like, oh yeah, okay. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm like, do you know who Tommy Lee Jones is? And, no clue. And I'm like, and like I'm trying to like maybe this is a story about you know um, entering heaven and avoiding hell and there's all sorts of you know. And she's like, and she didn't even really understand what a western was. I, I, I'm not joking. And it isn't that she's wow. not an intelligent, articulate person. She, she she really is, but. You know that's just and and I'm like of course she doesn't know what the poem No Country for Old Meant and it was just this I felt bad because that movie's only ten years old I think it's 08 yeah, the time. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and so it's just such an incredible film with probably the best villain of the last ten years um, I would agree with that and and a movie yeah I mean there's and, there's and nobody the that was more
1: go ahead well the weapon he uses is so creepy it's that you know that air i guess it's like a compressed air container but i mean usually in movies they have like you know you know what they're going to use but it was just really creepy how he goes up to the door and opens doors i i thought the one of the few instances where the book and the movie were probably about the same
0: i there was I, i i i even liked
1: um
0: that the uh, in the movie and i thought it was such a great um that's what i was trying to explain to her was who the Cohen brothers were and i i was just like trying to get up am like have you ever seen raising arizona i mean like um uh, <laughs> and like there was just no um there nothing was happening there okay on this pod we try and ask for like three recommendations of people uh three recommendations from people about how they're hunkering what they should do while they're hunkering down why don't you give me like three things that you're watching, reading, doing, uh, to get through the next, uh, couple of weeks.
1: So, um, one thing that we've been doing at our house, and this was my wife's idea. I can't take credit for this, but on Sunday night, she, we set up a tent in the backyard. So we've been camping out in the backyard. We have like a ring for fire, um, and having s'mores. So that has kept our kids occupied and they love it. Um, I would say, if, if you can do it, do that. The weather down in South Florida has been beautiful lately, so we've been trying to spend as much time outside of our house as we can. Um, in terms of what I'm watching, um, I'm I'm actually looking for a show. Um, so if you have any recommendations, let me know. But we've been watching a stand-up comedy on Netflix. Um, I saw Ozark Season 3 is coming out. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I don't know. I wish I had a show that nobody knows about that I can tell you, but I'm in the market for a new show. So if you know of one, let me know. There, um, I'm trying to think of what I've.
0: I, I mean, I just uh, knocked out the the latest Narcos, uh, Narcos Mexico. Um, that was really good. Um, I've been working through. You know, I, I, it, this is just a. I thought I, it's so incredibly well acted, um, and it, but it's dry. Is uh, the Kaminsky method with Michael Douglas and mm-hmm. Alan Arkin on Netflix? Um, oh, sounds awesome. It's 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 you know it's just two master actors in roles that really you don't know, see them in um, you know and it's the small screen. I mean you're so used to Michael Douglas as the big star of whatever he did and um, it's just it, it's been I don't know it's been interesting watching that. Um, I've got I, – I don't know why. I've just been plowing through really um, really good TV, and I've, I've really enjoyed it. Like, it, there's just so many good shows, and you just appreciate the effort of, of the – especially now that it's kind of gone. You really appreciate the effort of the creative folks. Um, yeah. All right, Ryan, we're going to check in with you again. Before I go, give me one quick Dave Matthews Band story. <laughs> Dave Matthews Band concert story.
1: Oh, man. So – I I guess I would just tell you probably the coolest experience I had. Um, I've been a fan since I was in high school. I actually met my wife, Danielle, through Dave Matthews because she was a fan. Um, And when I was a freshman at Florida State, um, Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds, who for those who don't know, it's sort of like the acoustic version of their music without the full band. Um, Tim Reynolds is a very gifted musician who plays with Dave and i I was able to I, – I guess I – I don't know how I got it. I don't remember, but I ended up getting tickets to a Dave and, Matt, Dave and Tim show in North Carolina. So I drove from Tallahassee to North Carolina um, during college and got to go, and it was incredible. It was probably the best Dave show I've been to, um, and it snowed while I was there, which is pretty cool. Um, Can you believe so, they did not make the Hall of Fame? Oh, I'm, so don't even get me started on that. I mean, is that the gravest
0: voting injustice ever? Well, the
1: the fact that they had fans voting, and legitimately the DMB fans, I think the closest was, um, I don't remember who the second musician was behind them, but it wasn't even close. And then all of a sudden, you know, the voting's over, and they don't get picked. And the and I think the the, the Hall of Fame tried to downplay, saying, you know, fans weren't the sole reason to select who's going to be in the Hall of Fame. But, you know, why put that out there if you're not going to use it? So hopefully they can get it in the future.
0: I'm surprised, you know, for a couple of reasons. And it's not just because I'm a fanboy. I get that. Um, You know, number one with like that long streak of number one albums that they had. So they clearly had the pop, you know, like if you win two MVP awards, Eli Manning, you deserve to be... (laughs) you know, or Super Bowls, you deserve, you kind of sort of deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, but also, like, from almost, you know, every, you know, any, if you read professional musician, critic commentary, Carter mm-hmm. Beaufort is, you know, regarded as maybe one of the top five drummers ever, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, Tim Reynolds is obviously one of the, you know, best guitarist ever um
1: right
0: you know i i wonder if maybe the songwriting was a little there maybe they think it's a little too light um but then i also thought you know dave also collaborates with so many he's so good about uh the entire band is is so good about boosting up the entire industry i think about you know the same way that Pearl Jam is with like Neil Young, that they're right. you know you think about all the people that they bring on stage with them and everything like that. I'm surprised they aren't more universally regarded within the industry itself. Like you know yeah. if it's if they're voting on the hall or the Pro Bowl and you don't make it, maybe the other players don't like you, um, no matter how great you are. And I just I've always thought they were better regarded by their fellow musicians then
1: yeah well and and I think a lot of his earlier stuff probably is seen as, as better and um, you know I don't know if it's just time has not been as good to him for songwriting and everything else but they're still in my opinion the best live act in America and you know they still sell out concerts and that's got to be worth something yeah. what's, your, what's your best uh, concert or best experience with them
0: oh uh... You know, I've been to something like 130, 140 shows now. Um, and again, that's something I'll take, I'll never take for granted again, that kind of lack of social distancing. I mean, I was just <laughs> in in Atlanta, you know, uh, last year, terrible venue, horrible venue. The worst one I've been to. Uh, and it was just great, we, but we had great tickets. So it was great being that um, close to the band. you know, in truth that I just overall, 2000 to 2001 the band played such an important role in my life um like my actual life you know I spent like three or four weeks following them around in between the election season for vacation it got me that was like a transcendental like event for me because it just had me see the country you know I went from you know Charlottesville throughout all the southeast and met so many people um and you know I I think about like I think what started it was like the winter 99 concert tour when the first of the lily white sessions were starting to be played and like, you know, bartender, uh, is probably my favorite song and about, um, just, you know, Dave's relationship with God and everything like that. And it just, I, I, I remember seeing a fan talking to a fan on the floor about, um, how he knew the words to the Lily White Sessions already. And I'm like, how do you do this? And he's like, well, I've been to like, and I think he said like something like 500 shows. And this is again, so long ago, he had basically turned his life around and I'm like, well, who would do such a thing? And in meeting him, I realized that there were people that did this and I, I wanted to do it. And um, it's still what I do for like just Peter entertainment, like is, um, you know, I'll go and do, you know, a weekend. Um just I, I don't need to I don't need to bring anybody with me. It's just like I can just go and, and and jam out there. So, you know, Dave is just it's a really it's a it's a really important part of uh of, of my life. Um I, I watch a lot of TV shows and I think I'm pretty knowledgeable, you know, almost to the expert level on TV shows and movies. I don't know anything about music um and the, you know so the big role that you know just i just listen to dave i mean it's just constant so yeah uh, yeah all right well so ho- i knew this was going to be the longest podcast the guy that <laughs> loves dave at disney cruises and cormac mccarthy but um uh, well ryan we will check in with you again hopefully in a couple of weeks and see how you all are doing Um uh, okay. best to your family best to everybody down on the farms, all those folks. Uh, We appreciate what you're doing, and uh, you take care, man, okay?
1: Thank you, Peter, you too.